This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. All right, we got Mighty Mouse back on again today. Episode 91. That's funny, man. I had a little Mighty Mouse. I don't know. It was like a little cutout someone put on my in my college stall you know like your your dressing room stall someone came in freshman year and there's a mighty mouse little I know, thing I, I heard about up. that i heard so, about that i don't know how i heard about that maybe you told me that but anyway yeah so episode 91 mighty mouse is here what's this what's the mighty mouse theme song geo uh is it here i come to save, to save the, day. the day is that mighty mouse yeah and you're here to save the know. day i, I think it's mighty to save the day i'm here to enjoy the day with a couple <laughs> friends by the way let me just say this quickly um thoroughly enjoyed watching your son play the other night at the bowman cup and my god does he got a set of hands on him for sure nice mitts he'll improve <laughs> his skating he'll get stronger but there's the coaching i think in that day you were looking dapper in a nice little camel overcoat whoo hair flowing yeah. you look good on the bench way better yeah. than patty i'll give you that <laughs> well, i appreciate you guys that. went yeah, we won. Win. Yeah. I'm one and zero Bowman Cup champs. Signed out that day. Nice. Checked out. Um, yeah. So anyway, coach the Bowman Cup. The other day. pretty some impressive players out there. I will say that. You know, but uh, that Quentin Musty was out there too, and what a player he is. I mean, in against that group is one thing, but I mean, holy shit, size, skating, hands, rocket of it. He scored an unbelievable rocket top corner goal. Comes down the left wing, uh, Riv, because y- you weren't there. Gio was there. Snaps a cross-ice pass in the corner. So it hits the corner and comes shooting out. Like, Gio, did you see that play? Yeah, yeah. I, I, totally intentional, I think. I think he completely did that on purpose. So that so that the rebound would kick, or so the yeah. puck would kick back out to the middle of the ice. Like It wasn't like, <laughs> like he snapped it hard. But anyway. Yeah. So he's a he's a Buffalo kid. Well, listen, I mean, he was drafted number one in the OHL draft for a reason. I mean, he's got size, he's got the skill, the skating, um, the hockey IQ. It, it's probably the first player in the history of Buffalo that's ever gone first overall in in uh, in the OHL draft. I mean, and he's been that way since thirteen. Yep. So he's an O five with my son. And uh, they played together for a year, a year or two. And uh, he's had that skating, that size, that shot, like hands down above and beyond his years early on. You know, as a 13-year-old, you thought he was 17. So You know, you know who else was out there too, Riv? Was uh, Caleb Smith. Yep. Came up and said hello, said he listens to the pod. So, hey, Caleb, how are you? Yep. And there, I heard there was another player. There's a kid here in town, Joey Muldowney. Yeah, he was on our team as well. Another kid that's just, uh, he played for Nichols this year and set the, set Nichols all-time goal scoring in a season. Um, He is, he is something special too with uh, the skating ability, the shot, the hockey IQ. Um, He is not a real big kid, but he is, I mean, very crafty, very crafty. Like you should see him work out. You should see how strong this kid is off the ice. It's, it's, it's absolutely. It wasn't one of those games though, where you could like, no, a kid's yeah. going to go out there and use his strength. Like there was no, but I will say this. He, he, he was creative and crafty with the puck. 
Yes, you know, he is. from yes, what I is. from what I saw, was that, is he'll that be a playing in the USHL next year? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, on, he had he had uh, Des Moines gear on. I think he just came back from Des Moines. Yeah, but yeah, like Adam mentioned him right away when he got off. He had, you know, probably fifty to seventy five percent of his shifts were with Muldowney. Great player, really good player. He'll be good. Good, uh, you know, and like like Petey said, that's a tough game, right? Like it's a glorified shinny. Guys are just going out there, kind of. I don't think there's any hits thrown. There's no battles for sure. It's just kind of flow up and down. But you could see he had it uh, creative, make little plays. I think he scored a goal or two too. Yep. Top of that. So how is uh, how is Scotty Bowman doing? He was there. He presented the trophy last night. Or yeah, the other- I, I I I didn't see him. Uh, I was upstairs. I wasn't allowed past security down underneath with the likes of PD and. And uh, Patty, we didn't, we didn't just, want any. We didn't want any uh, autograph was, seekers down there, Geo. <laughs> I was just a normal dad. It felt weird sitting I up bet, top. Watching. I was thinking about. I was thinking about you during the game. I'm like, I wonder what it's like for Geo sitting in the stands, just watching a game in this rink. Well, I watched Adam lose about ten straight faceoffs. I'm like, bear down, would you already? Like, come on. That's Were you, you really want. keeping in a game like that? You're no, stat- no, no. I just noticed it right like you're just watching i'm like oh there's another one snapped it back snapped it back again i'm like holy crap but bear down get a little strong on your stick yeah well bear down um let's get into some uh some hockey talk here nhl talk uh bear down buffalo sabers get pumped five nothing florida panthers clinch the president's trophy um Gio, we haven't had you on, but uh, Vegas Golden Knights officially eliminated from the playoffs. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the hockey world. Where do we want to start? Well, you know what? All I keep thinking about that game last night with the Sabres in Boston is, like, when you know you're out of the playoffs, you just wonder if maybe the Sabres went out and just got absolutely annihilated. So I'm going to tell you guys just a quick story because our last game of the season one year was in Boston. And the whole team went out, okay? Like, we were done. We were already mathematically eliminated. Season was over, and our last game of the year was in Boston. And I'm not going to name names, but the whole team went out. Every single person went out, okay? Some of us got back later than others, but we all went out, okay? And one player in particular who Lindy had a real beef with for for whatever reason uh, – Came back, I, I don't know, and I, I, I can't remember if Lindy was in the lobby or I don't know what happened, but this player ends up having to go up to Lindy's room and had like a one-on-one with Lindy while, <laughs> while I think they were both like in the bag, okay? And I think it was like maybe like an hour or something until like four or five in the morning, and then we get up, we go to morning skate, and... You know, everyone kind of knows the scenario of what's going on and what happened because it was kind of like a a, a, a a fun conversation in the locker room that day. So this player gets so mad, not mad, I don't know how mad he was, but just, you know, he goes out, we win the game 3 nothing. he scored all three goals. <laughs> Has he been on a, on, a, on a recent group text chain with the four, with the four of us, the three of us? <laughs> Is it that said hey. player? If somebody wants to go back and check a three nothing win last game of the season against Boston and find out who the player was, that's fine. But I just want everyone to know that the entire entire team was out late 
that night. And my brother was playing in Portland that year, I think. And he came down. He ended up sleeping in my hotel room because we went to dinner. We went to the bar all night, too. I mean, it was like like we were we were out. <laughs> like it was almost like there was a day off the next day. That's how out we were. But anyway, so we won the game three nothing. You know, play the guilty. Old, the old guilty. Yeah, fucking works guilty. every time. Works like a oh, charm. I don't know about that. If it works, I don't know if it works every time, but it does work. That's what you keep okay, telling fine. Yourself. How about this? Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my story from Boston. No, Boston's a great spot. Last road trip, I could see. You know. Hanging out a little longer than uh, normal. I think dinner was at uh, Grill 23 that night, Chio. Great spot. Really right. good spot. Not a bad spot. Grill 23, yes. Big, big place, right? Big high, place. High ceilings. Yes. Okay, I remember and you, and you And you sit upstairs for dinner, I think. Like you downstairs, like a bar, kind of like lounge area. Maybe there are some tables. I, no, I can't remember. I think when you walk in, there's a lounge bar area. But then don't you go downstairs to where there's an area to eat? Okay, so yeah, are you I, thinking- sat, I sat upstairs though. Okay. What are you? What were you gonna say? No, I was wondering if he was thinking Philly, uh, Del Fresco's in Philly, like that old bank. You walk in and like you, you're down, and the bar's right, bar food there, and then there's another little rim around the top. That might be one of the cooler uh, dinner places I've yeah. been. Is that yeah. place in Philly? Bathrooms down by the vault. Without question, the best part of playing in the National Hockey League has nothing to do with the hockey. The hockey is, you know, the hockey. Hockey's hockey. It really is. Whether you're winning championships when you're 13 years old in a hockey tournament in Toronto or you're playing junior hockey or you're playing in the NHL, hockey is hockey. It's awesome. Teammates, bonding, this. But I'm going to tell you, best part about playing in the National Hockey League is going out for those dinners. (laughs) I mean, that's why we're spoiled. We're spoiled young kids that are playing a game that we love more than anything. And um, we, we were spoiled, you know, in, in, in a sense that we had the ability to go to these incredible, incredible high-end restaurants all around the country, all around North America, and, and really enjoy ourselves. It was, that was the most fun I had. That was my favorite thing, yep. you know, about playing in the league was – I mean, my job sucked in the league, but I mean, so I, I lived it up. And I mean, when I, we would go to dinner, I loved going to dinner. I made that a priority to try, you know, in any city you go to try one of those restaurants that you just would never really get to go to anywhere else. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I love credit card game, like all that, right. Like watching guys like PD squirm, eh? like his card's still there. He's got like two, two or three cards left. And he's I like, see. Oh man, I'm going to lose this thing. And I don't have the money for it. Oh like, my it's, God. It's going to be a get, dent. We got to get the town of Palmonville on here. Holy shit balls, man. We have to get Palmer on. I'm going to tell the story in Ottawa. I just about strangled him. We had a, we had a, I was sitting with four freaking guys. Palmer's making five and a half million goddamn dollars. He is loaded. The guy has every cent under his freaking pillowcase because he doesn't buy anything. We, there's two guys at the table, two guys at the table, or actually three guys at the table that ordered a bottle of wine. So we had one glass each. We get the bill. It was like 200 and, it was like $300 or $350. It was, it was a lot, okay? 
Palmerville, we get the bill. It's now we're, we're now splitting the bill. It's like, hey, uh, Palmer, you owe eighty five dollars. No, 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 I didn't have any wine, so I calculated it out. And I only owe sixty. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> I literally looked at him. I'm like, are you actually serious right now? You're gonna like, you're you're gonna pay sixty bucks. Like, he, he should he should have been he should have been grabbing that for the boys. Oh, oh my god! That's that's oh the one thing god. that I was it was great, right? Like we, you, I grew up in. Petey loves in this story. Petey loves this story. He's laughing his ass off at home right now, and be, because I cannot believe that Palmer <laughs> did that. And I, to g- this day, I'm like, I I want to get him on so I can sit there and rip on him, and he's gonna laugh his head off. Palmer's gonna be like, I like, he doesn't care. But it's like, holy shit, man. I mean, the difference between paying 60 and 85 bucks, you're making like, I don't know, gazillion dollars a year. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like you said, Petey, he should have been picking up the bill. Or was that Geo? That was, that was me. Geo oh, said it. Jumping. Well, I, loved, I, I, I liked when, you know, a younger guy was, he was still in it at the end. So credit card game, everyone throws their credit cards in. So we're at a big dinner. 10 to 15 guys or whatever, however many guys, it doesn't matter. Everyone puts their card in. The waitress starts to pick it. And so when your card is picked, it means you're not paying. So now you're clear of it. And so that guy picks and it continues to go on like that. Last guy standing, last card in the pot has to pay the bill. And so as it's coming down and for me, it was just about fun, right? Like as I got older, right? Like you, you make your money, you're, you're, your stress level is more about just winning. It's not about the bill, right? It like when you're a young zero. guy, when you're a young guy, it doesn't if matter. If you're six plus years in the league, you go and play the credit card game. You have zero pressure because yeah. I mean, you've, you've banked a pretty good amount of money. And, and I mean, paying a couple thousand dollars for, for a bill is, is nothing for, for these guys. So, and, but I love, I love watching the young guys squirm as their cards still in and you can see their, they're getting anxious and they're looking around like, oh shit, huh? I got to pay this. They're starting to sweat. But I always would give my card. Like, so a young kid loses, right? Like I would give the waitress my card. And you know hey, who go else take did it. You know what I mean? Like, like, Hey, go, you know, but I wanted to, I no, wanted to win. Want, right. I well, win. Here's the thing. You want to see the young guy squirm. You wanted to see him like stress out. Here's the best part about it. You go play these credit card games. It's $2,500 bill. Okay. There's like 10 guys at the table. Everybody's eating these like ungodly sized steaks and we're ordering wine and the wine. Seafood towers. Seafood towers. It's so stupid, right? Here's the thing. 10 cards hey, go in. Before you go on, just such assholes, eh? Just such spoiled, entitled assholes. 20 something years old, sitting there ordering shit. We had no business ordering carry yeah, on. I mean, okay. We're all, listen, I, I said that. We're hey, spoiled, listen, it was, I threw yeah, myself exactly. in that too, by the way. I said, yeah, we. sure you did. You said everybody else, but listen, the cards go in. Who's the first freaking card out every time? It It, it is like. It, it's the rich guy, yep. the rich guy, the <laughs> richest guy at the table, the guy making $7 million. Like Thomas Vanek is sitting back and he does not give two shits if he loses this bill at all. But I hated his little first. giggle when he won. His oh little giggle God. when he won. Van would just be like, <laughs> take it. He was out the first time. And maybe it's because his credit card was 
bigger, thicker, fatter, heavier. I don't even know what it was, but you picked his card first all the time. And he sat back with that little laugh and watched everybody else. And it, there were so many times I, I did this that it always, it, it was ridiculous how the richest guy's card came out first. And then it was the second richest guy. Then, then everyone's like, come on. Those are the guys that you wanted to pay the bill. Cause they didn't care at all. And then you're down to two guys that are panicking because they have to pay this bill because they're probably in the minors and $2,500 is like three months of their salary in the minors. It, it, it's, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. They would come down to the last two and they'd be nervous and they'd go, oh, let's just split it. They'd cut their losses. Everyone at the table would boo them for doing that. Like, yeah. But then there is the rookie that ended up losing. And now the kid went from having the greatest dinner of his life to being devastated. And he's thinking like, I got, I've got to pay my credit card bills. I, you know, I don't have the money. And then it's like, you see him and you watch him panic and you leave him for about five minutes, which is totally awesome. And then you bug him a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to take some of that. And then you get, you, you tell Vanner a thousand times too. He just wanted to see the sheer panic of the guy losing. And then Vanek would go, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get the bill. He did it all the time. He just wanted to see the guy sweat and go. It was awesome. I love another it. great. Another great guy was Gomer for that. I don't know if PD. I don't think you crossed him at all. But like Gomez was unreal at that. Always taking care of guys. Yeah, uh, I got a bullshit story about credit card game. So Roisey was my roommate, and we were at dinner. And the you know how it comes down to like someone picks the guy, the last guy out picks the card. So, like, Gio, if your card gets pulled by somebody, you pick the next card. If you pick Riv and then Riv picks. So, it came down to last two. I got picked. So, there's two cards left. So, I start. One's Roy and one's a Finneganoff. Did you try to feel for the name? I like felt how for the long name. the name I was? For the long, <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling for the longer name. Like, you can you can tell. I'm like, okay, so there it is. That's Max. He's, I pull it out. I'm like, suck on that, you mad Russian. Rosie was my roommate, right? So, he, you know, we played junior together. You can't let that guy sink, you know? So, yeah, that's yeah so I uh, I pulled out Maxi's card. What a bullshit move. But you know what, though? The uh, NHLPA player poll came out the other day best road city riv we kind of talked about this the other day but i didn't have it in front of me so geo did well, let have me, you see yeah, this let's ask geo yeah Before have you seen this geo into it I, I i mean i saw part of it i didn't go through all the kind of do you have it on your phone pd send yeah it i got it right yeah. here so the best road city. No, 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 no. Oh, let's ask Geo what yeah. his best road city is before we go down the list best road city geo montreal is right up there Montreal is one of them as a road city. Great city. Great city to live in. Great road city. It's just a great city all the way around. Is it not the best road city in the league, Gio? Well, the thing, like, so I'm it's going through my head, city. right? Like, like you can go out west and it's a different experience, right? Like you're in Arizona, you're in LA and you're, you got a layover or, you know, a couple of days and you golf down in Tampa. You know what I mean? Like there, there's different categories, but I think you'll freeze your ass off in Montreal. You're not getting great weather. You're walking down St. Catharines freezing, but I, I got to put it up there. Best food, best entertainment, uh, Montreal for sure. For me, live entertainment. 
uh, Tampa's right up there, though. Tampa's not bad. The the we had a couple good spots in Tampa to go to. Weather's nice. You're on the patio. You What's know that like restaurant? Like that. Mons Venus. Which one? In Tampa, Mons Venus. I used to always. I uh, used, used to always try Blue to Martini. Got... There was uh, Blue Martini the was the... Fort Lauderdale, wasn't it? No, Blue Martini was by like the mall in Tampa. Okay, okay. Uh, Burns Steakhouse was in Tampa. Burns, yep. Rookie meal there. <laughs> that that there. Burns Steakhouse in Tampa Bay was my favorite place to eat. Yeah, they had one of the greatest wine lists. In, Did you in ever the go, United States. You ever go down to the wine like cellar yes. room? Like It's yes. unbelievable. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go even further, Gio. Did you go across the street to yes. where they store yes. the wine? Yeah. Yep. They have like a half million bottles or something there, don't they? They're, oh, they're wine. They're wine. Like, I forget the number, how much their wine inventory was, but it was insane. Like, it's crazy. Crazy. They had a $10,000 bottle of wine on the menu. It was like a quadruple magnum, and it was it was downstairs, and they took us on a tour of yep. the cellar and everything. Yep. It was it was an unbelievable experience, we, and we then that's where you there. go upstairs for di- uh, for dessert. They have the dessert room upstairs. I don't remember that, yes. but yes, that's true. And so does Del Frisco's in Dallas. You remember that one? Yeah. But but uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Burn Steakhouse in Tampa Bay is is without question for me the best restaurant in the National Hockey League. Every single team that comes into Tampa Bay, they are going to Burn Steakhouse. I I ate there for years and years and years and years. The amount of money that has been spent in that place is ungodly because it's like a dungeon in there too. It's yeah. it's old but it's like it's super um it's super it, it kind of looks like an old um Ritz Carlton with the 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 reds and you remember the remember the, the the lobby of it yeah but the wine list the amount of money that that when i played in uh Montreal we had we had huge huge wine collectors and connoisseurs on our team um, the trainers on our team were all about collecting wine and Jerv, and Jerv, Jerv Pierre and Gervais, yep. right? All the, all the boys. And we would all go and take all of the trainers and we would go and spend an ungodly, and I mean ungodly amount of money um, at that place and just treat all the trainers and have an awesome dinner, awesome wine. Like we would be drinking wine that, you know, Mutal Rothschild, like 72, like it was just some, we would order bottles that were completely insane because there's, there's, there's you're a lot of in the bill. You're wasn't adding to it. Cause he didn't have any, you are he didn't not, have any wine. I'm not in yeah, on it. You're not playing the credit card building <laughs> you're gonna go there with guys that appreciate the wine that you're gonna drink and you're gonna appreciate the the dinner and you know it's gonna be a lot of money okay so you know i brian savage who was one of my best buddies a huge wine connoisseur Vinny donfus mark recky saku koivu we would all go together and bring all the trainers with us and uh, what what an incredible incredible time we had! It was okay. Awesome. G- Geo Montreal so, so, number one. What, Go yeah, ahead. Wait, how how many are on that list? Does it so give like the top five three? on the list? Montreal's not on it. What? No way. 
Yeah. What That's is insane. Young crew? What is this young? I, I guess you got to think though, like the last two years, two, yeah, two years, right? Two, two and a half years. No one's really been able to go out there, right? Like no one's like Canada's been on shutdown. It was only Canadian teams in the league last year that were playing in Canada. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that plays into it, but like, how is Montreal not on there? What's number two on your list? Can I throw one out for you, Gio? No. I mean, you can throw it out. I'll, I'll see where it falls on my list. But Okay. I'm going to give you one. See where it falls in the top five. Vancouver. Oh, Van's good. Van's really good. You got, the, you got one of the best bars in the league. Every team in the NHL hit the, the Roxy. Roxy live music. It was like a dungeon in there, but it was like Calgary. Know, Calgary was sneaky good too, though. Like Calgary wasn't bad. Yeah, but I liked Vancouver because of you have to add everything. It's like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. mountains in the background. Can't I forget mean, those massage parlors. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vancouver. Vancouver's your up top there. Five? I don't know if it yet. Yeah, I don't know if it cracks my top five, just because I always played in the East and we never like there was that stretch when I was in New Jersey that we only went there every other year. Like that was where you're playing the different conference, right? Like so, yeah. you traveled to one conference or uh, one division. Uh, they came to you, and then you didn't play the other division. You know, that was right. broken yeah. up that way. So that was probably for a good three to five years, probably that it was set up that way. So. Vancouver wasn't a huge uh, go-to. What's next? I, I always had Tampa up there. I love Tampa. Tampa Golf and Florida. there, had a great time. I, Lauderdale was okay. I like Tampa better than Lauderdale, you know, but, I mean, Lauderdale is good, you know, but I'm going to go. I loved going to Lauderdale. Elbow room? No, no. Uh, there was the blue martini there in, in Lauderdale. Yeah. There's that uh, little Italian place, too, or whatever, that was pretty good. Like, you go up A1A, and then you make your left going towards, what's that, uh, Los Gatos or whatever. Like Los that Gatos strip. is in San Jose. No, then the other one. There's something. There's a strip up there uh, in San right Jose. On the high, right on too. the ocean there? Where there's like a – So you go down. We used to always follow, go and meet fo- at the Hooters for – for beers and then make our way from there right across yeah. the beach. No, where yeah. Else? Hooters is right where we were, like where we stayed, right? You either stayed at the Marriott, the Ritz was right down there too. Yeah. On the water. I remember my first road trip to Florida. I'm sitting on the beach and we're, we're in our, our casual clothes, but not like shorts and stuff. And one of the guys on the team, this is the, like my, one of my first road trips, uh, lights a cigarette. Is like sitting on the on the beach smoking a dart, and Lindy runs by, and, <laughs> and he like tucks the tucks the dart down by, beside the uh, the Shay's lounge he was lying on, and then he brings it back up, takes a haul, and then Darcy's running the other way. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's number three on your list? Boston. I always loved Boston. All my buddies were there too, right? So I I went to college there. A lot of them are there, so. Boston was always up there. I'm looking through the list right now. Nashville. How come no one? I went to Toronto. Nashville's the list. Nashville's in my top three for sure. I love Nashville. Nashville is is Nashville has to be is in the top three. Top three. Top three. 
Well, See, I never played well in Nashville. Nashville's <laughs> fifth on the players poll. Really? Yeah. Do you want to hear them in order? Yeah. Vegas, New York, Waterdale. I, I don't like New York. Vegas, Los Angeles. And I don't Nashville. like New York either. Sorry, I, I, I interrupted you. New York's too. No, you're it. fine. You're fine. Uh, Lauderdale, Los Angeles, and Nashville. You guys didn't like New York. The Russians loved New York. I didn't like right? New York. New York's not my scene. LA's not my scene. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. they're just not for me. Dallas is a great city, too, to go to. I like Dallas, Nashville. <laughs> oh, my God. All these stories are popping in my head. Our first road trip to Florida, we're walking down Rodeo Drive. <laughs> I got to tell a story. We're walking down Rodeo story. Drive, and there's a lady standing on the corner, and she was Hollywood, okay? Like, she's Hollywood. She had, you know, the like the like all the plastic surgery from head to toe, okay? So she's got, like you know, big, big, big chest. Okay. But that's not the point of the story. She's walking a dog. We're walking in a group and Andy Delmore says to her, Oh, is your dog real? (laughs) (laughs) And guys just start dying laughing. I'm just like, Oh, I, I, I didn't, I don't know. Anyway, carry on. So you have a story about, uh, LA. No, it was Dallas. I don't know if I can. I don't think. Geo, <laughs> you got to go back and listen to yesterday's episode about the story Riv told about the mechanical bull. <laughs> People were tweeting us. They're like, we need more info on the mechanical bull. Who, who was the girl with? And oh, oh my God. Anyway, God. So are we moving on from that? That bull had a rough night. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Where was that? Arizona. No, I was in New York. I was in, New York. Yeah, I was in New York. I hated New York. It's too big. Yeah, I didn't like too New busy, York. too too uppity. You got to you got to know someone to get into a restaurant. You got to you know have your like, what's you got to have what's your the crew that's there and get you in Nobu. Nobu. So you have to call like two months yeah. in advance to get a reservation. But um, Stefan Quintel at the time knew one of the chefs at Nobu. Okay. And we ended up getting in right away. So we went there with, uh, there was about six or six or seven of us. Um, <laughs> we literally were the first table. It's like, I was, we, my seat almost was s- sitting beside the people that are, are putting you at your table. Like the, um, the, <laughs> and our table was the worst table in the, the entire hostess. place. Yeah. But we uh, we ended up seeing um, Cindy Crawford, who was just like a you know a table and a half away from us, and uh, and uh, we decided to send her a bottle of wine, like a nice bottle of wine, you know, just a hey uh, Cindy, you know this and that. But was, um, she, was she on a date? She was with another girl. Okay, okay, and uh, yeah, they're just having dinner, and uh, you know some of the brainchilds at our table decided that uh, it would be a great idea to send uh, Cindy Crawford a bottle. That of is a great idea. Great idea. Until she sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> In your face. Not good enough. Like Was it not good enough? <laughs> not good enough. Apparently. Get out of but, here. But that is totally fine with me because I drank it <laughs> and I loved it. And, um, you know, but Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, the cob, like, I mean, the cobwebs, that uh, we we to get into conversations of stuff that's happened over like the sixteen years of 
of my career in geo, you played like an insane amount of time and, and PD it's, it's like the amount of stories that we have. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, they just pop in sometimes. Like when you're sitting around thinking about like, Oh, I wonder, you know, like, is there a story you can tell? And you're just like, I don't want to tell any stories, but then you, you, we have these conversations and just, stuff starts popping into my head and it's, it's always like the dinner conversations. Cause like, I just, that's where I was most involved. I don't know stories yeah. from the games. Cause I didn't fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> Shuffling from one side of the bench to the other, getting out of guys ways. <laughs> Clark MacArthur, Clark MacArthur once referred to me like he's, he slides beside me in a game and he's like, just a fucking grocery stick, eh, Petey? <laughs> Separating the D and the forwards. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm literally a grocery stick. Yeah. You had the best uh, seat in the building, though. I certainly did. No no question. No question. So, Gio, so those are the five. Those were the five. Uh, what would be your top three worst, Gio? Winnipeg. I didn't play in Winnipeg. No. Uh, the island, Islanders, interesting. No, they like actually the had city. some good dinner spots there in Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we were in Jersey. I was in Jersey. What eight years, right? So it's a bus ride. Oh it's yeah, that's right. The old Garden City Hotel, which had like the twelve inch, thirteen inch TV. You know what I mean? Like, and it was loose. So we would eat before we bust over. So we'd literally be we'd bust over late get there basically go to bed wake up morning skate and go you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. where jersey came into play um winnipeg's up there there's not much not much there i would say i i i don't know i mean you, you go to jersey you know you're, how many times you're, when you in, played in edmonton did you eat in the ottawa hotel? ottawa was terrible Ottawa we stayed all the way out to Brook Street. Stayed out yeah. in the Brook Street. Out of, and there was nothing back then when they when we first started staying there. There wasn't even that little plaza. You know, there was like ten minutes away. You took the cab too, and there was a few decent restaurants in the plaza there. Yeah, whatever. We always that hit plaza the Dairy was. Queen. We always used to hit the Dairy Queen for dessert in the plaza there. There was that Italian place. Yeah, with Jacques Martin when we were in Montreal, we would stay in the city. Back like it was a yes. miserable drive so did, out to so the thing. Me. But we would stay in the city. At least there was more going on. What was there. the big hotel that we stayed at? Right. Uh, I feel like it was the Westin. Oh, it was a Westin or something. I think it was like a Chateau. It was a Chateau, was a Chateau Champlain yeah, or maybe something. That, Chateau, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I can't remember either. But either way, there was a Harvey's out by the Brookstone. That's all I cared about. Um, I don't know worst cities. I don't know. I think I think you can make a good time anywhere. Uh, number one on the list, though, was Vegas. We didn't get a chance to experience no. that. What do guys in Vegas now do when they're eliminated from the playoffs? Because most guys go to Vegas. When, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're with Buffalo and you're eliminated, you're like, hey, you guys want to go to Vegas? But if you're in Vegas now, what do you do? But Vegas done basically was the point of the segue there, Gio. Tough, 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 tough. Uh I mean, surprised there have you? Are you not surprised this. there hasn't been more guys caught in the trap there? More shit that's come out where you know bad stuff's happened. Bad. I decisions. mean, but they, they've been good, right? Things have been going well there, right? And when things are going well, I'm not even talking to the guys that live there. I'm talking to the guys that are going in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
didn't like something happen, happen, happen with Brandon what's, 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 what's the motto? What's the motto of Vegas? Like what happens there stays there. So the people of Vegas don't want they're going to try to keep everything as quiet as possible, right? Like they don't want bad press for Vegas. So if guys on the road are coming in and having issues, they're going to they're not going to publicize those. That's yeah. my take on it. No. Well, if you're in jail, how do you not publicize that? <laughs> <laughs> they don't put them in jail. They just bring them back to the hotel. Thanks really? for coming. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, think of it though. Like certain teams are only there for six hours. You're you're you're, you're making you're making. <laughs> You're making your West Coast swing depending yeah, but on how your game schedule. There's a lot of teams that are staying over there too, Geo. That, yeah, yeah. that are saying, "Listen, like we're taking a couple of days here." Yeah, yeah. Let's go golf. Uh, let's uh, golf in the morning. Meanwhile, the guys are going out to like six in the morning, getting one hour sleep, getting on a bus, going to golf with your team. It's not fun. <laughs> but oh, for seventeen in the shootout. How about that stat? Coming down the stretch, there, their shootout goals there were oh like no they had no goals in 17 shots those last three four games that went really? into a shootout for vegas you didn't see that stat no so they and when that other goalie was in when leonard got hurt how about the leonard situation we'll I'll touch on that after oh zero goals in 17 shootout attempts coming down the wire when you need to get into playoffs and that's a pretty skilled team like you got some skill patch ready stone jack Patrick Reddy never so, went. And, he and, went. And he, the, he went. He went in the last one, but okay. But he went like fifth or sixth, fifth maybe, because he he wasn't in the top three. I was surprised by that. But I'm not. That's where, uh, that's where you need totally Tony Ludman. Henrik Talindra was a had a pretty decent uh, shootout move too, by the way. But Tony, I remember Tony Ludman uh, Gio. No, I didn't play. With You're looking at me like I'm. I'm. I'm I, I, just, I don't have a head. Well, it, it's for me. It's the you're, most you're, phenomenal you're, shootout guy I've ever seen in my entire life. In games or or in practice, because there's practice. a huge difference. You throw those guys into a game situation, and the game's on the line, and he's got a score to go to the next round. That's different than just screwing around in practice. So, and like that, that's that's his veins. That's it. Didn't we call him Iceman? <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like the media sits up there, they're watching when you practice your shootouts in 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 practice and you're going over it and they're like, Oh, that guy's really good at it. Well, it doesn't always translate to the game pressure with twenty thousand people watching you, game on the line is different than just going out there and shooting the shit with your buddies in practice and being able to pull yeah. off a move. Did you ever take a penalty shot? A penalty shot? Or not uh shootout? Uh, yeah, a I was shootout. a shootout I was a shootout for a, a while. Okay. In Jersey and uh, Montreal. Big shootout guy. It's like the only thing I haven't done in my like career ever. Is take is a shootout? Take a penalty shot or a shootout. I think I've done you, you'd else. be You would be way down my list of guys that go in the shootout. I got to be honest with you. I think Lindy blew it a few times when he let me rot on the bench for a few shootouts. We went we went deep into the lineup a couple times, and he's going with guys. I'm like, Jesus, my hands are way better than this guy's. <laughs> just just sit there, know my role, know your yeah. role. 
I well, think, Lindy, I think Lindy was for, more You haven't touched the ice for half an hour. So he's Bullshit, like, Gio. His, his I, hands I went, are freaking cold I went, shit. The, I went for the meathead skate, as you guys, and my, <laughs> you guys would refer to it as, you star players. Oh, look at the meathead. TV timeout. Petey's getting his time in. <laughs> Petey, I, I don't think Lindy was worried about you with your dangle and your and your mitts and your shot i think he was worried about from you picking up the puck at center ice and carrying it to the fucking front of the shut net the you'd probably lose it <laughs> shut the fuck up Ed Marchand style oh. and who did it who did it the other day for boston i think someone else did it for boston the other day skated right over it right past it missed it hey, Petey, keep us on track here what else uh is that uh poll about uh, the poll, we're back to the Twitter poll. Um, the NHL people, I was looking up Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just cause I'm going to attach her to our show tweet here. Be like, remember when the Montreal guys sent Cindy Crawford, a, a tweet, uh, a bottle of wine. Um, what else is on the, the NHL play, PA player poll? Um, so if you need one game to win, who are you picking one player? Crosby. Nothing, Riz? Greg, are you frozen? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, thinking. Like, are, are we talking right now? Right yeah. now. What, what do you mean? This, yes, this poll was just came right out now. two days ago. What do you think? They're going back to, like, they're saying Esposito? Kovalev? Come on, man. Yeah, Crosby. Okay, I'm trying to one. think of someone else but Crosby. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He legitimately would be the one guy I would pick. He's number two. Well, they got they uh, McDavid's what? probably McDavid's probably up there as number no, one. Not. McDavid's not number. You guys won shit. I understand, but who's number just, one. Who's number one, Petey? You better not be fucking number one. Uh, number one is Connor McDavid. That is such horseshit. Austin Matthews is probably up there in the top. Oh my god, five He's for sure. Not. Fucking Austin He's Matthews not. hasn't no. been. By I get the it. First round of the. Play. I understand, but what they're saying, like these are the guys that are playing it doesn't matter when you i agree with you that's why i pick crosby the guy's one do you want to hear the list mcdavid McDavid. crosby who's three give you both one guess colorado was it headman it is headman is it fucking rights Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but you saw you saw this. No, I, I swear to God, I would pick Hedman. I would pick the best defender in the league. Who's Defense number four? Wins. Is a goalie on the list? No, the goalies are separate. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know if someone uh, snuck in on that. No, no, the are, game. they're all f- other. The next two Cheaters. are forwards. I like McKinnon. You're not picking McKinnon. You're not picking Austin Matthews. Is McKinnon on the? Is McKinnon, McKinnon is the next fifth? Two? No, you're missing number four. You're missing number four. Malkin. No. Not currently. I, I, I don't. I don't think you have Ovi on there, but he may. No, he may have, have touched it. There. It's not I Ovi. Know. Do you want me to tell you, Craig? You talk about this guy all the time. How underrated he is, Barkov. Barkov. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you need one game to win, who is the one goalie you would want your team to have? 
in his prime or, or right now? Riv, how how much clarification do you need? In his prime, like, you got Carey Price. Like, like I'm picking Price. Exactly. We're not going back that far. They would say in his prime, what go like, come on, man. Right now, this season, you have a, you have to win a game right now and grab a goalie. Who is it? It's playing in the Tampa. NHL right now. I'm going to go with the with the kid, man. I'm going to go with the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. We're going right now. It is undeniable that Sisirkin, Shashirkin, is the best goalie in the league. Try one more. He's not even on the list. Bullshit. I'm okay. out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> These are polls, Craig. You're, they're, you're, they're, you're allowed to have your opinion. Gio, who's number one? I got Vasilevsky probably. That's it. Number one, vast majority of the votes. What are you talking about? Back-to-back cup champion. Like, We're not what are you talking thinking? about last year, Gio, or that would have been like when he was playing his fucking prime. How many wins does he have Who's this year? How many wins does he right have now? this year? How many wins does Vasilevsky have? Go Hold on. The, I'm going to look it up right now. Save percentage. I'm going to look it up. You look it up. This is more fun. All right, than goals to against out average. Dion you got is a you got Calder, Shashirskin <laughs> at two for goals against. Save percentage, Shashirskin. Vasilevsky's got thirty-eight wins. The top guy is Bobrovsky with thirty-nine. Vasilevsky so wins listen, games, buddy. I don't care Shish- what your. I don't Shish- know. I don't care what your save percentage is. Are you winning the game? He's got the second he, best wins in me, the league save this percentage. year. Save percentage, 0.935 geo. That hasn't happened in 10, 15 years, okay? You have Vasilevsky, who's got a 9.17. There's a huge difference. Then you go, then you go the... How, 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 how many big games has freaking Shashirskin played in his career? Shashirskin. Okay, thank you. Well, that's for both of you, Gio. Goals <laughs> against average. How many big games has he been in? We're picking a goalie that needs to win a game. You're picking a goalie that needs to win a game. Yeah, it's not honestly. It's not coming down to stats this year. Yeah, but but it's coming down like like who's who you having in a big game? Vasilevsky's performing and he's won two cups right there. Boom, done. I don't give a shit if he's won two cups. Sasurkin shredded the league this year. Guess what, Gio? Regular season against some shit teams. Listen, you're against your. With Connor McDavid, you said he hasn't won shit. I'm not taking him to be my guy in a game. This is true. And and now all of a sudden you're not taking Why Vasilevsky do you have a different when he's standard for goalies right than now. you do players. I would Thank you, Sidney Crosby. Even though even though Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the world for a one game, I'm gonna take Sidney Crosby. Why? Because he's gonna go up against Connor McDavid and shut him down. Shutsies. But and your then, argument, your argument against McDavid and uh Matthews was that they haven't won shit. Good players put up a ton of stats, they haven't won shit. Now we go to Shashirskin and Vasilevsky, and you're saying I'm taking him because of his stats. When Vasilevsky has proven over the last three he's years the he's a winner tender in the league. He's had the best none. stats this year, but he still doesn't have 39, he doesn't have 38 wins. He has 36. Hey, he doesn't have 38. He has 36 He doesn't have 38. Holy shitballs, man. Like, what are you talking about? He has 36 wins. 
Do you Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky played 10 more games them and only has two more wins. <laughs> Wake up, I, bud. I gotta be honest with you, Riv. I'm still taking Vasilevsky. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Fucking you're tell me what right I now. am and aren't, aren't not doing. Listen, both you guys have no goddamn idea what you're talking about. That's fine. But the whole NHL apparently doesn't know what they're talking about either. The guys yeah. that play 37. the game still right percent of the players. Listen, those dickbags didn't even have Montreal <laughs> on the friggin' list as the best place to, to, to go in the league. Because Montreal doesn't have good protein shake uh, restaurants. Yeah. Uh, okay, number two on the list. Anybody? Have we, care done to... this, have we done this episode yet? This is so irritating. <laughs> We got to him, Petey. We got to him. It's, it's I've, taken a few episodes, but we got to him. I can't believe how upset Broken you get about stuff like this, Rip. Number two, any anything? Uh, I mean, maybe is is Ribs's guy in the top three or five? He's got Sturkin. Yeah, it's not on the list. What? All right, I'll, what I'll agree with Ribs on this. Like he should be on the list, but. But price is price on this year. There are seven goalies on the list. Is price on there? Number two. What? See, like he's played three games this year. Now that's a that's a that's a prime that's a in his prime pick that they're going with, right? Like who's number three? Clearly, clearly, we are not sure on how this list is being interpreted. That's why I keep asking. Is this literally you've been a part of these polls? They send you a sheet. You 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 fill out the sheet at the rink of who's the uh, you know the questions asked and you list your guys. Yeah, I, I would it doesn't give a, it doesn't give per, it doesn't give parameters for it. It's just your interpretation. So everyone's going to be different. This list is very interesting, actually. But you want to hear number three? Yeah, flurry. Can live with that one. I can. Number four. You can't. You can't. You can't oh. live with that one. He's had an average season. A very on a terrible team. Number four. Markstrom. Uh, Dustin Tokarski. No, I mean, uh, John Gibson. Okay. Number five. Markstrom. Number six. John Quick. And number seven. UC Soros. So every single one of these guys picked on. The, the the reputation prime, yeah the the prime of of the player's career is what they did did you say who was who was fit uh sorokin was he on there uh Sor- soros uc soros source here's a good question for you here's one of the polls who is the most complete player in the nhl markov number two bergeron number three crosby number one there's two more. McDavid was number four, which I don't agree with. And number five was Ans Kopitar. Yes. Yep. I like him. Yeah. Bell Center rated best ice this year. Yeah, that's they, yeah. they usually they, had they, great ice. Yeah. They were usually number two when I played there, even back years and years ago. They always were ranked one of the top ice surfaces in the game. Always, and I mean always, behind one rink. And what was it? Edmonton. Edmonton. Edmonton Oilers. Do you remember their that old was, rink? Yeah, I mean, that was that was my first NHL game. Was in Edmonton. 
And you and must have been going flying. Um, yeah, flying. But the whole game was flying. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. This league is insane. Everything, the puck movement, yeah. the, the, the speed yeah. of the players is without question, you are skating faster and the game's being played much quicker yeah. in Edmonton than any place in the National Hockey League. And then you go down to Florida and you're like, you're skating in swamp. Like a, it's like honestly like a slush. Yeah. It's like yeah. slush. Yeah, and it, it's like you're you're driving your legs and you're pumping your legs. You're sweating your ass off like like crazy, and you're not going anywhere because yeah. it's just like slush. So yeah. So Bell Center one Edmonton obviously doing something good in the or right in the new building because they're number two, Winnipeg number three, Vegas number four. Wow! Wow! St. Paul uh, XL Energy Center in Minnesota, number five, and then Madison Square Garden on the sixth floor there. Oh, well, you know what terrible. I noticed? Garden was always terrible. Yeah, you know what I noticed? So I took the boys down to uh, Florida um, to watch a bunch of uh, Panthers games uh, last week, obviously. And when I went to the game that night, um, what? And I'm going to tell you, my boys were absolutely on cloud nine the everything about florida and what they're doing the tailgating by the cars um they've got bouncy houses for the little kids they've got music pumping they've got bands outside you go inside and it is it's electric it is electric but what i noticed is i wore a pair of shorts and uh, and a collared shirt, like a short sleeve collared shirt. You're probably freezing. I damn near froze my ass off. It was like being in an ice bur- like a an ice uh, uh, bath. It was crazy. It, they've done a fantastic job. Well, it's amazing what a good team does for you, right? Like in game yes. production, Everything. atmosphere, like a buzz around the you arena. Should, you should have seen it. Did I send you some of the videos? Did I? No. Did you get the videos? No, we, didn't, we didn't make the video list. Okay. Well, see, all I got was you singing Backstreet Boys at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great that song, a, by that the way. Was a, that was a weak moment, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. We all, uh, we all, uh, we all, we all have, have those them. moments. Yeah, we all have them. We just don't. But yeah, them, I remember being in in the the Panthers building, and it was freezing. They dropped the temperatures. Um, they closed the doors, and uh, they're obviously the ice is ten times better. Because I was asking uh, Mac, "How's the ice?" Because I remember being Florida was the worst ice in the yeah. National Hockey League. He goes, "The ice is great here." And for those yes, listening, right. Mac is Mac Weger, who's Craig's cousin. But yep. go on. Yeah. Did you see so. Jumbo when you were down there? I did. Saw him twice. Saw him twice. Got him to sign me a stick. Um, I got uh, two Huberdo sticks. I got a Barkoff stick. Jesus, what were you standing out out in the? <laughs> <laughs> no, how about this? This <laughs> front row on the Holy little part. Holy shit, man! Like, you know how like the players walk out. <laughs> did like, you bring your binder with the cards and everything? Did you have a two jersey? <laughs> did you have two jerseys on and lift one, lift and one he, up so they can sign the one on top, sign the one on the and bottom? And he's like, hey, 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 Hoobers, hey, can you sign this for the kids? Yeah, it's really for me, but can you sign it for my kid? It's right here. Hey, what's Barkov's nickname, Jill? Barks, like, maybe I don't no, know. It's like Sandy, or it's uh, um. It's something different. It's um, what is it, Riv? Oh, it's Sasha. Sasha. Riz, hey, Sash. Sasha. Can I? Can you sign this for me? Can you sign this for me? 
Well, the funny thing is, um, I went and we, we went down and got the sticks from Jumbo, right? And uh, I so I grabbed these sticks, and now all of a sudden we have to watch the third period, and I'm like, we can't go back to the seats with all these sticks. <laughs> like, number one, I'm going to get jumped. And number two, it's like, you just can't take them back. So I sent the boys back to the seats to watch the third period. And I had to watch it on a freaking TV in the common area where the, where you're getting food and stuff. So I crushed, crushed a couple extra dogs. They didn't even know about it. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. What was in your cup? Um, what do you mean? What was in my cup? What were you drinking? I was just crushing beers. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't driving. Oh, yeah. How about this? I thought he was going to say, oh, yeah. Wait, wait, I, I, yeah. I, was oh, wait I was. No, 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 no. So um, after the game, I ended up getting an Uber. Okay. The, <laughs> going there cost me 35 bucks. So from L- Lauderdale to Sunrise cost me 35 bucks. That's pretty cheap, actually. Yes. After the game, <laughs> I go and get an Uber. I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get an Uber? There's like literally 20,000 people leaving at once. I had to wait until everybody left. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. I get an Uber, 125 bucks. <laughs> what? 125 bucks. It's a Saturday it's a night. It's a 35, 40 minute yeah. drive out it's to a, Lauderdale it's from Saturday Sunrise. night. It's Saturday night. It's a Panthers game and Ubers aren't going there. They just like, just no one charge. wanted that. Yeah. No yeah. one wants to go there because it's just a pain in the ass. So it cost me 125 bucks to get home. That's so. like the worst. That's the worst setup in the NHL. The rink and sunrise. And everyone stays in Lauderdale. That whole... I, I actually, I think it's great. Okay. Well, you're the one. Well, I'm back to backs. I'm, I'm back to backs. We would stay out by in sunrise there. There was a, I don't know. There's a hotel. The lady would do the uh, questionnaire, like the little trivia questionnaire. Whoever won it, won a, a putter or whatever. You guys ever stay at that place? No, I know the hotel you're talking about though, because that's no. where we had our so our during team pregame training camp. Yeah, during pregame meal, she'd come around uh, with the trivia. Everyone fill them out. She collect them, and then by your like your pre uh, your at breakfast, she would give the trivia. By pregame meal, she'd have the the stats up who who got the most, and then it, the prize was like a putter, like a Callaway putter. You know, it was a nice setup there. Hmm. Not, a Scotty the rink. Not, a Scotty no, not a Scotty Cameron. It's not a Scotty Cameron. Well, then I wouldn't even do the freaking. Uh... So is that all? Is that all you got? Was a thorn stick and two Huberdos, or what else did you mooch? And a Barkoff, of and a Uyghur, of course. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. Went and sold them. Paid for the trip. <laughs> Which non-NHL athlete would you like to trade places with for a day? Which non-NHL athlete? Spieth, Johnson, Spieth? Dustin Johnson, a golfer, man, like that life. Come on. So number one was Tom. You were Brady. so sick. All you're thinking about is Paula Gretzky. No, buddy. <laughs> I'm thinking of the golf course and the nice weather. And no, like, 
Yes, I am. You're going to be old. uh, She's a married lady. I'm not looking for anything. Exactly. Married to you for a day. (laughs) (laughs) Number one in the world. If you trade, if you trade, if you trade spots with the athlete, you you have to actually play the sport or can you hang out at the house? (laughs) The biggest horn dog for one day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thomas Brady, number one. Uh, Tiger Woods, number two, LeBron James, number three, Roger Federer, number four, Cristiano Ronaldo, number five. Riv, do you have one? Um, well, now we're thinking about it, I'd probably go with Johnson. (laughs) 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 Not a bad pick, was it? You're making fun of me when I made my draft pick. Not even because of who he is or the sport, but because of who he's married to. Um, All right, moving on. Some uh, there's a few uh, hockey items that we got to talk about. First and foremost, because I don't want to forget it. Tonight is a. It's a. I don't know. Is historical the right word? Um, Monumental. 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 That's a monumental night. And it is, Gio. You stated it perfectly. Rick Jenneret will call his last game in the NHL or as a Buffalo Sabres announcer. And I got to tell you, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, you know, this stuff happens all the time, and sometimes it's not as close to home. But I think I think what's happened to make this transition a little easier is Dan Dunleavy has kind of slowly kind of, you know, you know, done games over the years. So we know who's coming and what to expect. And and I think Dan Dunleavy is fantastic, by the way. Yep. RJ's in a league of his own. But so it's not going to be like a, a shock next year when you all of a sudden hear a new voice. But to not hear RJ, I, I, I tune into games now when RJ does the games because he only does a few because I like listening to RJ call a game. Yep. So it's going to be sad. I know a lot of Sabre fans have, have some great memories of him, but uh, it's too bad the last 11 years couldn't have been a little better off for him. But I think we can all relate and say, loved when RJ had one of our calls. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's always a call of mine that I can think about with RJ and be like, oh, I love that RJ got to call that. I think he just touches on all the generations of Sabre fans, right? Like everyone can relate to RJ they don't relate with a certain player. Like each generation relates with their own set of players, but everyone across the board, since the Sabres have been in existence, RJ is the one stable guy that they recognize. Is there a call, Gio? Is there a call that you remember, RJ, um, something that sticks out to you? On myself? Yeah. (laughs) We didn't have many. (laughs) My three years in Buffalo weren't... uh, the best of my career. Um, I listen, I think for me, I was a LaFontaine fan, right? So, uh, short, skilled, unreal player. Like that call there for me is like for I want me, my generation, my uh, childhood idol of mine. Uh, I love that call. I don't have a, uh, you're talking one la, with la, 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 yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah, that's a... You know what I mean? Like, I don't have one personally. I think... I, think I, I, I relate to and, that one more than I relate to any yeah. personal ones with me. I think I think the LaFontaine and, and to me, the May Day call 
when he absolutely shreds one of the greatest defensemen to ever don skates, Ray Bork, and goes around him and scores that overtime winner. Um, you know, mayday, mayday. It's just his absolute sheer passion and excitement. And he makes you believe that you were in the building. And it's like it, it gives you it gives you goosebumps. It gives you, you know, even to this day, listening to it, I've listened to it to. I listened to that call a thousand times. Okay. And it still is just mind blowing to me. I think he, you know what I think makes RJ's call. So I don't, so, you know, amazing, I guess is the one word, you know, for those big moments is that, he cares about the players. I mean, it's not just a job for him. You know what I mean? Like he actually cares about how the team does, how the yep. players do. Um, you know, the, he knows the players love him. You know what I mean? So I think he brings that emotion to his calls as well. You know what I mean? He single-handedly made, turned Brad May into Mayday. I had heard an interview not long ago with Brad May where he said, um, I wasn't, I wasn't ever known as Mayday until, until that day. He said, and ever since then, I, I only am called Mayday. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. well, listen, the, I mean, when you have great organizations, the greatest organizations are the ones that the players are are not separated from the coaches and and separated from the GM. I mean, the be, the best organizations out there are the ones where the coaches and the players are one. They're a team and your GM is is someone that you don't see every day but you are you know that he is out there for your best interest right and that's those are the teams that are the best and RJ um is a is part of that he's part of the team he traveled with the team for how long how long 50 like, years 50 years he traveled with the team um and he was part of the team the players treated them like part of the team. The management treated them like part of the team. And that's special. That's what you, that's, that's what you want to see. Yeah. So that comes to an end tonight. It'll be, it'll be, uh, you wonder like, should the building be full or should it be empty? You know what I mean? When yeah, I say yeah. That? yeah. Because you, like, you're saying if it's empty, everyone's tuning into RJ's feed and hearing RJ's yes, voice one yes. last time. Right, like, yeah. there's not a ceremony to to to, to be honor there. him, yeah. to be there for him. Yeah, how you honor him? Do you stay home and honor him, and you're listening to him on yeah. the feed? Is like, that or, your or send you, off to RJ? But you need people? a you need a packed building to give RJ the atmosphere that it's going to warrant. Right, like you want a good atmosphere in the building, so RJ's calls are amplified because of the energy within the building. So. But I know what you're saying, PD, right? Like your true, true honoring him is, is staying home and listening to him and watching him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't go to the game, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently this year they've really in loved, uh, they've loved listening to uh, <laughs> RJ. Attendance and, at an all-time historical yeah. low. Um, oh, man. So – I mean, we can get into Sabres grades next next week and everything with Geo, but uh, you know, like 
one of the things we talked about yesterday, Gio, and, and, you know, we, we started talking about it today a little bit was, you know, Vegas being eliminated. And this will be the last thing I ask you before we let you go. Cause we've been going for a while here, but unless Riv has more, and maybe there's something I'm forgetting that you guys want to throw up there. But um, I mean, are you shocked? Are you shocked at the, the, that Vegas is on the outside looking in or after, after the Eichel trade, are you, are you shocked about all of that? And, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on on the Eichel matter. I'm not. I'm not shocked. Uh, listen, I mean, a true test will be how they rebound next year and what they're like when one Jack is a little more removed from his injury. He's a little more healthy. Uh, he's maybe the player that he is. But they they've had a ton of injuries, so you you can easily look at that and say that they had an uphill battle the whole year. But they've had some healthy, very talented players for a good time down this stretch that they should have and they did underperform and they should have been better. So I'm, I'm not surprised with when you tune into their games, what you're watching and what they're able to accomplish. Um, you know, and, and I've said it before, for Jack, as good as he is, his body language needs to change. And I think you tweeted something PD, you know, but like that's the things that need to grow and change uh, for that organization to take off. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm more surprised with uh, how their finish ended up, even though they had stone back, they had patch ready, healthy marches. So I'm I'm surprised that they didn't make a, a better push than they did. So there's 16 spots already solidified, but there's still a little bit of movement. Uh, it's the second last night in the NHL. There's a game, an afternoon game on Sunday between Seattle and Winnipeg. Um, but you have a couple scenarios that can happen before we go here. You know, Boston, they all have one more game. Boston's at 107. Tampa's at 108. So we could see a Toronto-Boston first round. Toronto-Boston plays tonight. Okay, so that could be, that's a massive game. Um, what else? Uh, Capitals can still bump Pittsburgh down to the wild card, uh, with a win and Pittsburgh loss. Um, I think the trap, right? Like if some teams get into that, like, do you try to figure out, control your opponent? And I think you just play to win no matter what, right? Like your, your team coming down the stretch and you, you win this game and you play a certain opponent in round one or you lose it and you, you play a perceived lesser team. Yeah. I, I don't think you get into that. I don't know so your guys' thought. Like, I don't Bruins. think you don't, you go to win every single game, you know, if, like if you want to rest a guy, that's a little different, but you're playing that game to win. You're not, you're not just trying to pick and choose who your opponent is. Well, Toronto's well, resting a few players. Yeah. As they, already as in, they should, they're, they, they're, they're, they're in, they, they, they should be to a certain extent. But so let me ask you this, Gio, if you're if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, do you want to play Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round or do you want to play the Carolina Hurricanes? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think. I think you want to play Toronto if I'm Tampa, I would rather play Toronto um, than Carolina. But I, I don't think you get into that because you're you're almost mind you're getting into these mind games that you you get into this and it's going to be an easier series. 
sometimes when you play the harder team that you're the underdog, you go in more aggressive. You go in trying to prove something. Sometimes when you're the perceived favorite, you ease yourself into the series. And before you know it, you're chasing the series. Like that's the thing with playoffs. You, you go in game one, game two, uh, a little too cocky, a, a, a little too lax, and you're not winning every puck battle and every play in playoffs is such a huge momentum shifter. If you don't have that mindset that we need to win that battle and, oh, we're the better team, now all of a sudden you're down two games to none, you're down three games to one, and you're chasing this series. That's why I don't think you do it. Yeah. You, you let it shuffle out. And then as, well, the, the as, a, I mean, as a regular season ends, you change your mindset, and that's my opponent. I'm going to go win that series. You have Pittsburgh right now that is either going to play the Rangers or they're going to or they're going to play uh Florida Panthers. Do you see a team in the playoffs that's an easy opponent? I see teams that are easier but not you know, easy, but not easy. There's no easy opponent. I think the East is wide open, boys. Wide there's no open. Easy, there's no easy opponent. You don't go into the series saying this the is easiest a freaking opponent, sweep. The easiest opponent in the East is Washington Capitals. And they can make you pay. And, I mean, they've got more firepower and yeah. star power and guys that have been in the situation. But Experience. They, yep. they, have, they have had guys on their team this year, guys like TJ Oshie. He's had a horrendously bad season. Have you seen his statistics? It doesn't matter come playoffs. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, he has not reset. played well this year at all. Um, you know, TJ, I'm trying to find him. I'm like, oh, he has 11 goals. Well, let me ask you guys this. In 43 games. Because though. you keep saying, who would Tampa Bay rather play? Who would Toronto rather play? Would Toronto rather play Boston, where they're in their head, historically, or would they rather play Tampa Bay, who are kind of in their head from the last time they shit-kicked them 8-1? to one? So, you know, you it's like... You do not want to play Tampa Bay. I don't care. You do not want to play Tampa Bay. I, I watched Tampa Bay play Florida the other uh, last week, and their defense is very big, very mobile, and they defend exceptionally well. Okay, their forwards they have super elite, like I mean elite game changers: Steve Stamkos, Kucherov, Braden Point, but they also have so much depth; it is ridiculous. Guys like Kalorn and Pilat and, uh, you know, this, how about Nick Paul going there? And he's, he's six foot four, he's 220 pounds. He, I, I mean, they have, and not even to mention Hegel, who they picked up like Tampa Bay is stacked and they're going to run into some monster teams this year because it's never been stronger. Okay, these teams at the top have never been stronger, but Tampa Bay has the team to win another win another championship. They have one of the best goaltenders in the world. Their defense core is one of the best in the world, and their forward line, scoring power and defensively, are one of the best in the world. They're that deep. It's unbelievable how great they are. So I, I would not want to play Tampa Bay. And I don't I don't disagree with you. I think for Toronto, 
Geo, I, I just wanted to say thank you very much for uh, episode number 91. That is your send-off. You are, uh, you are good to go. Thank, thank you, boys. Much, that Thanks, was a lot Katie. of fun. That was Geo. That was a lot of fun because you know what? I love when you press at Rivs because when he presses at me, he just, you know, he takes those sharp daggers to try to end it. But with you... You know, he, he has a little more respect and, <laughs> and he lets you, and I think he values your, your thoughts too. So good beat down on him today, Gio. That was, oh, that was exceptional. It's fun to, to fun to get on him. And it's even better when he agrees with you, when you finally change his mind to your views. <laughs> That's good stuff, boys. Another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle. And at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.